This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fuck off. We were just having a talk. I, I just want to say one thing. Say it. That I will never forgive Carly Kloss for her <laughs> Met Ball, pre-Met Ball photo where she had a photo of herself looking in her um, makeup. What are those little mirror things called again? Compact. Compact. And one of her eyes and she her caption was staring camp right in the eye. And then like she debuted her outfit and it was not camp. It was, it was literally crap. just like a dis- it was like a bad dress. And she had like flats on. She I had, like, was like, you literally have never like. Did you even care to Google camp? I still like get heated about the camp met ball. Disaster that was the camp met ball. And honestly, I do believe that the met ball deserved to get canceled this year based on last year's showing of camp. Yeah. First of all, not having John Waters as a judge. Bye. Insane. Second of all, second of all, not inviting any real housewives, like not leaning into like, these are the people in the culture now that represent current camp is like such a misfire and also like very like classist. And I know Vogue is not like a, it's not like a publication for the people, but it's also like supposed to be like, it's supposed to be a purveyor of culture and like speak to trends in society. 
No, Anna Wintour doesn't like. I'm sorry. I was she like, honey, like, you missed the fucking mark, I, and I will no longer you be missed subscribing. Everyone looks like shit. Gaga looked great. <laughs> I think Gwyneth. She did look like she did. She looked great. Yeah, Gwyneth did like, like a it? little. No, I love. I mean, uh, don't put words in my mouth. Do you love Gogs? I loved Gaga. I honestly, I look that back and camp. I'm like, I like Zendaya. I like anyone that tried their hand at something a little avant-garde or weird, even if it didn't really understand what camp was, I still gave them credit. Like Cara Delevingne dressed as like the candy man from Candyland. I was like, I think you missed the point, but like, guess you what? You point. tried, you tried and I'll give it to Kim, you. Kim was camp. Yeah. Oh, total camp. Kim got it. I at Kim first got I was it like, I and worked. That. And then I was oh, like, I, I loved it. it. I loved it. And Kanye was also camp. Kanye and Frank yeah. Ocean were truly like they gave it to us. Yeah. But like, um, how look up images. stupid do you have to be? It just like really, it's like fashion. It was she would be. She will be revealed tonight. It was a yeah, true also revealing just... of just like how out of touch a lot of like fashion in the fashion world truly is also how just how lame so many celebrities are yeah you Gaga give people a Katie... chance to make you lol and when they fall flat you literally rolled out the red carpet and been for like impress me show me what you got and then so Imagine, many like of ramona them. singer showing up and like nene leaks in like full design like those should have been the pairings can you imagine yeah. how groundbreaking that would have been well paper magazine i have to say did some camp stuff when they like i told you when i interviewed Teresa and melissa gorga and they were in designer they did like a f- high fashion shoot they did a sh- high fashion shoot with sonia morgan like that oh, yeah. is camp that's what i want to see that the cover with like jocelyn wildenstein i still think about yeah all the time but like but you know and like Katy perry taking off her hamburger outfit while j-lo walks by is camp Look, Katy Perry. A little bit. Say a what you bit. will. Say what you will about her, but she gave it She's her all. Campy. And like the she the is. chandelier, I was like, okay, that's can't. Like I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And like I kind of am coming like, around. I'm I'm getting to a point with Katy pairs where I'm just like, okay, I like it. I like what I'm seeing, and like I'm into your like Purell outfit. Like she does understand a level of camp and has committed so hard like at first i was like oh you're just like a mouthpiece for whoever is telling you to like dress like this to like make a splash but i think she actually loves it and is like having ideas and i'm into it why wasn't tilda swinton there why wasn't Uh, um you know why weren't like meryl streep and goldie hahn there and isabella rossellini why why wasn't the entire cast of (laughs) sex in the city there why wasn't like weren't Meryl the, like, and ab Goldie fab. should have done like Death Becomes Her. I know. I know. But the ab they fab ladies. Had... Yeah. Like what in the no one world was that? Zero. It got like a literal gift an F for me. <laughs> looking staring someone, camp right in the face. Someone tweeted retweeted that recently. Staring looking camp right in the looking eye. Looking camp right in the eye. And then that outfit. <laughs> Was like, she was like, hmm. <laughs> what would you have? What would your like? Could someone have done like 
Carrie. Yeah. Like right? you could have done an outfit that looked like that for sure. Why it wasn't Lindsay Lohan there? Yeah, Lindsay. Well, I get why she's she not. She's not there. really camp. She's just she's, a, she's a chaos. Yeah, she's a chaos agent, and also like she would have. She's too much of a liability. Like you'd have <laughs> yeah. to like buy extra event insurance if you're going to have Lindsay show up to the Met Ball. Chris it's Jenner's a risk camp. No one's willing to take. Yeah, Chris Jenner. RuPaul did not bring it. He sucked. That was yeah, a I bummer that he didn't he didn't dress and drag for that. I know. I was kind of like sad about that. John Travolta should have shown up as Divine's the character, character from, from Hairspray. Hairspray. Or just showed up in full drag again. Or just showed up as himself. Yeah. Was John Travolta even there? No. Honestly, they should have had Nikki Blonsky there because she deserves it. She should have been like doing red carpet interviews. Also, like, why wasn't sorry, but like, why wasn't um, Marilyn Manson there? And why wasn't um, why didn't they do like a Swan send up? Remember the show The Swan? I'll never forget. I have it on DVD. Maybe I need to rewatch that during Core. Why wasn't Sharon Needles there from RuPaul? Do you remember? Um, ex- didn't Extreme Home Makeover begin as just Extreme Makeover, where they would just give someone complete body modification and face modification plastic Terrifying. surgery? The scariest part of the Swan was when, yeah, I think that was that. But the scariest part was when they'd be like, the children would start crying because they didn't recognize their parent, mm-hmm. and the mom would be like, "Honey, it's still me. It's still mom." And the kid was like, "You're not my mom." The best thing ever is that all the contestants then had to do a full pageant and compete against each other as their new selves. And they're like, look how revolting you used to be. Like, you used to be disgusting. Then we sucked all the fat of you, injected it back into your face, gave you a nose job, eyebrow lift, new teeth, new feet, new ears. Slap some extension on your <laughs> foot transplant. Yeah, they're like your toes were hideous, so we fixed them. Like shave them down. Like they literally were like circle every part of your disgusting body and then fix it and then put the new you out there. I'm I miss those shows. Like those were so like, of a certain era. There were the there's that one show What Not to Wear where they like would post them in like Times Square or like and or like Madison Square Park, and like everyone would like critique their looks. <laughs> Remember that? There's like love... standing like a mannequin, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're fucking disgusting." <laughs> I like a light makeover where it's just like, like on the Today Show when they would have like, like a mom in the crowd gets a makeover, and then she zhuzhes up, and then like I like that. Like I don't, I don't like extreme, but I like like a little like fluff up where they like dye their hair or like America's Next Top Model makeover. Yeah, like that shit. American Next Top Model makeovers were truly troll makeovers. Yeah, they were psychological terrorism. It was psychological torture. But you know what? Also, I love, I rewatched, which was actually like an incredibly healing and powerful experience. The other day, I was like doing chores and I just put on the entire episode of Tyra and Naomi's like face off on Tyra oh. Banks' talk show. And it's like a 42 minute like YouTube video and it's truly incredible. And there is healing at the end and they really they, bury the hatchet. It's a, it's really gorgeous. 
But I love Naomi being like, I didn't really know we had a feud. She's unaware. And she's like, <laughs> I didn't say... She's like, I would never say something like that. But then she Why does, wasn't Naomi... Sorry, but why wasn't Naomi Campbell a judge of camp? Yeah. She's campy? I yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I wish I could tell you. Yeah. Tyra's Tyra was all about healing. Mm-hmm. She really... And you learn a lot uh, about their lives and like their traumas throughout it. Tyra's and they camp. talk very openly. Tyra is so camp. I will both never forgive her for not being in the movie longer, but also praise her forever for her iconic five minutes in Coyote Ugly. Amazing. That's like part of the reason I even went to see that movie. Is I, I know. And then she was like... A Tyra head. And she like literally wipes down the bar at one point. And she's like, no, you don't. Like said one line. And I was like, wait, where is Tyra? So I feel like they filmed her like wiping down the bar, maybe like sprint filling a jug of water and then going like this on the bar. Being like... Everyone, they just filmed yeah. like stomping on the bar. Bridget Moynihan, who is who played the um the bar the head of the the, the coyotes? What's her name? Maria Bello. She's like, oh, she's no I, nonsense. I, she's tough but icon- hot. Iconic lesbian. Mm-hmm. Oh, she Love is that. an iconic lesbian. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, really fast. We need to talk about Kristen Cavallari got divorced from Jay Cutler. <laughs> they filed so, for as- divorce. This is the drama. This is like the only real drama that's gone down celebrity wise in COVID. Aside from just like celebrities acting like blithering idiots. Yeah. Singing Imagine. Uh, a, a lot of good that did us. I know. That feels like 10 years ago. I know. Kristen Cavallari, as, we, as most know, <laughs> as most know, <laughs> as many of you may know, Kristen Cavallari at the beginning of core was held up in the Bahamas. I, I believe with her husband, Jay Cutler, former quarterback from the Chicago bears. Who's just like retired now. And like, just like kind of frumpy. Mm-hmm. And then her hairstylist, who's like this, like mountain, he looks like a mountain lion gay man <laughs> who is married to one of the Rhodes twins who came out to their dad over YouTube. They both Amazing. came out. Dad, I'm gay and Austin is too. Um, <laughs> and iconic. And so they were all in quarantine together with Kristen and Jay's kids. And they were they were like posting like unapologetic, like back at the beach, like and they were like in the scouring the comments, all four of them being like, We're quarantining, like we're together, we're not we're social distancing, like blah blah blah. Like we're not, you know, we're stuck here. And they were there for like twenty-five days. And then somehow made it back to Nashville and L.A. respectively. Yeah, they were stuck there for three weeks. I mean, I think that that's a pretty chill situation to be quarantining in. I know, like Army Hammer and his wife, Elizabeth Chambers, who I didn't realize is an anti-vaxxer. Um, she They're holed up in the Grand Cayman where he's from, <laughs> which I love. I love that. I mean, if you're already there and all this shit's going down and you have the means to just stay, that's what I would fucking do. Yeah. So every but everything seemed like hunky dory and <laughs> hunky dory. Everything seemed like hunky dory. Everything seemed like it was going swimmingly during this like LOL qu- work quarantine from vacation. We, we, we may never come back from the Bahamas. And then shocking yesterday they announced or Sunday they had filed they announced their divorce. Yeah. They both filed 
Kristen filed with, she cited uh, marital misconduct and she's filing for primary custody and he did not cite marital misconduct and is filing for joint custody. So it looks like there's going to be a battle on our hands, which I don't love. I think that that's like so toxic for a family to have to go through. But I mean, marital misconduct. I'm now just like, because there's no other drama to invest in, I'm so heavily invested in this drama. And I feel like they probably, I mean, this is going to be great for Kristen's brand. This is great for for Uncommon James. This is great for her show. Kristen's like the most famous woman in the world right now. She knows exactly everyone, like, what she's doing. Literally everyone in the world. I'm I'm obviously kidding. But literally everyone <laughs> in the world is like gripped by Kristen Cavallari's drama because the world's like in an apocalyptic shambles right now where like any source of like celeb salacious gossip, even if it's fucking Kristen Cavallari, is like she's like number one trending around the world no i'm like she's about ne- to go and watch her bad reality show that i like tried to watch season one I, of that was I, just it was truly Laura, just like not I good i can't i can't even talk like i have watched that with my sister once or twice and it is she thinks it's bad too it is so bad the people are so stupid and i i'm not even going to talk about it yeah it's really not good there are some good moments here and there but ultimately you're like this is a terrible show and but that hasn't stopped me from like going to literally uncommon james in nashville and buying <laughs> jewelry so jokes on me but i was like because i guess one of the rumors or something that was on last season of the show was like Kristen's best friend kelly like allegedly she was accused of having an affair with jay and now Kristen and kelly like aren't friends anymore but everyone denied it but i'm like Ooh. do i need to go back and like watch and see what i think about oh. kelly and jay literally the first google word was Kristen, or the second was Kristen best friend yeah Ooh, maybe we should I mean, I'm um, now intrigued, but I think that this is all what it's for. Like, Kristen oh, also, Kristen was that, getting a lot of shit at the beginning of quarantine because she was, like, really trying to, like, hawk Uncommon James. Like, she was tweeting about, like, discount codes and all this and then did a whole yeah. post where she was like, text me. I need to be more in touch with you guys. And, like, this is a way where we can connect. And it's literally just one of those celebrity things. It's like, text me so I can tell you when new stuff is uploaded that you can buy from my website yeah and so people were really like getting mad at her for like her tone deaf responses during the time of covid but like i think that this is now a way to like rehab but kristen's really grabbing covid by the balls and saying nothing will stop me from getting the attention and money i deserve and i kind of have to respect her for it wait so her friend kelly was the one that was dating that guy in in canada right yeah show Mm -hmm. oh she was messy they like got drunk. Oh my god. Oh my god. There was a shred of Vanderpump Rules energy to Kristen's show. I will say that. Yeah. I know. I just looked at that picture last can night. I, can I say something? Say it. I'd fuck Jay. He's hot. I I'm like I I always I maybe it's his like sad eyes. There's something he about him that's like disgusting. Soul. He's like a sack of potatoes. He's kind of hot. Well, you know what? I think that look at that. He has strategically. Sorry, I'm. I'm (laughs) 
Quarantine has really done a number on Icaro. But like Jay Cutler is one of those guys that has like strategically grown facial hair to hide the fact that he has no jaw, which I appreciate him from saving us from looking at his literal lack of chin. But like, yeah, but I, it's a, I think he's a zero on the binary for me. There's some sort of bro energy about him and just like, I just imagine I don't see him as being very good at sex. He's not giving me Maria Bello energy. Now you're just staring at pictures of Jay. (laughs) No, I'm I'm not like, I'm not like a Jay head. I'm not like a Cutler head, but like I, I, he just reminds me of like a fucking guy in college who like, I'd be talking to at like a frat party who like, I'd be like, maybe he would like, let me suck his dick. But yeah, he has drunk frat guy energy. Yeah, I don't which know. Which has just never, like a, which has always read like danger, danger to no, me. No, of course it's 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 vile, but ugh, sorry, I'm gonna don't judge I'm it. Probably, hey, I'm probably don't being apologize. problematic. It's, you have it's to just, live your truth. Why are you being problematic? You're attracted to who you're attracted to. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Don't <laughs> please don't apologize to meme. me. I'm that meme of that woman with like the filter with like the paparazzi. Dude, 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 um. <laughs> If that's true, though, that he fucked her best friend, that's that's fucked. It's fucked up, but I hope we hear every Let's, single detail. Should we? Oh God, are we going to have to recap very Cavallari? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Um, Kristen has a she's she has a crazy complicated life. She's from Colorado. Her brother like died last year. Yeah, that was, was really sad. sad. They found him in like the mountains. I think in the Colorado. desert or something. Yeah, like he drove yeah. his car and then wandered. I, it was sad. So she's had, I mean, she's had like, I think, a very tough life. Yeah. But she's also an anti vaxxer. She's also noted anti vaxxer, K calves. And her children's names, I know this is something they can't really change at this point, but I hope maybe someday when they turn 18, she's named her children like, it's like Jackson, Sailor, Camden. Like, it's like, those, like the the memes of like baby names that you see where yeah. it's like a woman with a thing that's like shy name and Jalen. Yeah. Also, I'm as someone from Camden County. Don't name them Camden if they're not from there. Ooh, shots fired. Ooh, speaking of Jersey. Speaking of shots fired. Oof. Okay, this episode is one of my faves. <laughs> this episode has like the most chaotic vacation energy maybe ever wait did you see the video i made on instagram oh my god yes Wait, that's beautiful. Did you love? I think I was like mindlessly scrolling and then I just forgot to like press the sa- turn the sound on. So I was just like, haha. And then like, didn't Did you really love it? give it a chance to sink in. I love it. There's nothing I love it, it more. Kind of, it's gorgeous and it goes. It, was kind of, it works. It was kind of a magical moment when they were all together. It was. And like clubbing together. There was something like healing about it. Mm hmm. 
It was the calm amidst the storm. This episode's called Teresa's Got a Gun. <laughs> I love whoever names these episodes. Like, bless them. Bless their hearts. I love, we start off with Teresa and Mel- Melissa midway through their sit down talk at Jacqueline's house in her mm-hmm. like game room. There's a giant ass seasonal candle in the middle of this fortune teller table. <laughs> I love her fucking reading room. It looks like a fortune teller lair. Yeah, it's really like mahogany shelves and lots of books and like the you know fortune teller you know did. psychic Tia comes over and reads her there. Absolutely, it's a place where anytime you need to have a conversation, you go have it in the reading room. <laughs> it's a place of psychic Tia. Yeah, it is a total place of psychic Tia. And so Melissa and Tree argue over just like minutia in their long and torrid relationship. Torturous. It's really actually this conversation I wrote. This conversation is making me feel crazy. It was like hurting my brain to watch them like try and bury the hatchet. But like they can't move past just like years of resentment. And I tries to gaslight Melissa at every turn. Teresa is would be so infuriating to argue with like she's the kind of person like are they friends now did they were they able to like be friends yeah, with each other they're friends I, th- I think they put I mean, when I met first. them they were when I met them they were very sisterly together okay good like, I'm like off, off camera how would you even be able like it would take just the strength of a thousand nations to put up with a Deal sister-in-law with Teresa. Like Teresa. Yeah. I, I honestly think them going to jail and I think when Joe was in jail and like when he was deported, like Joe Gorgo like moved Gia in to Rutgers. Like he he went with them to like help move Gia in. Like I think I think Melissa and Joe really stepped up for the kids. And they and realized I think Teresa, family is the most important thing. Everyone kind yeah, of realized, yeah. And I think I think Joe leaving was maybe the best thing for Teresa. I think he was. I actually think Joe was poisoning her against her her family in a lot of ways. I do. I think he's a toxic, toxic person, and I think he had a lot to do with the riff. And I think he, I think a lot of Teresa's rage, like you've said before, was actually at Joe, and yeah. she pointed it at Melissa and Joe Gorga. I think she's also jealous of Melissa and Petty, but I also think I think Joe Judice had a lot to do with the riff. And I think once he went away to jail, it gave Melissa and Joe and Teresa kind of time to re-heal together. Mm-hmm. And I think Teresa's like, I have no choice but to like be good to them because they've literally helped me with jail. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like they were there. I can't imagine like it's crazy to me that she went to prison and then those children were just left to fend for themselves with Joe Giudice as their dad. Well, no, and I, I think that's when Melissa really stepped in. Yeah. I think she was there for them. And, like, honestly, the other day, Teresa posted a photo with Joey Gorga, like, Jr. Mm-hmm. And it warmed my heart for his birthday. Oh, I saw that, too. I liked it. It was really sweet. I'm glad that they were able to get to a place of love with each other because this was very difficult to watch and i think that's why also like this is part of me just like initially like losing interest in jersey because this kind of shit is like too close to home like it's too intimate almost to see like real 
deep family resentments and family fighting play out like there's a point where it becomes not funny anymore and it's like oh these people have like real problems that they need to like work on well i think it's also why they got i think it's why they got like kim richards removed from the show because mm-hmm. she and kyle their fighting was like we should not be watching this yeah there's something that feels really icky about watching that kind of drama play out yeah it's all fun and so games goes, until you're like fighting about just like you're anything. really having a real argument. Yeah. Melissa's like brings up the christening again and Teresa goes, that wasn't my doing. That was my brother's doing. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. But Melissa has the complete upper hand in this fight. Yeah, absolutely. She's the one that's like level headed and Teresa like can't take responsibility for anything. Everything has a comeback. Nothing. Nothing. And then Teresa, Melissa's like, you didn't even come to like the hospital when my kid was born. And Teresa goes, you know, my husband does not like hospitals. And she said she came for the other ones. Yeah. And then everything she says is like, um, just you, there's no point to it. She also brings up like, she goes, all the things that they fight about Joe and Joe are is business. She's like, you know, a, a plumber came by to Joe my husband the other day and said your husband hadn't paid his bills my brother hadn't paid his bills and then melissa goes Damn. i don't want to see joe do you really bills. think that you are in any position to talk about money right now because i would not go there and Teresa's fucking owns her melissa's own breath. down yeah and Teresa literally Teresa goes you can see it in her face she's like yeah you're right uh yeah that's insane the thought process that she would even go Go there there. like i'm now getting heated by proxy because i'm just like the thought that you would even go there it's like i can't understand how your brain would even think that that's an appropriate thing to say but also like just if just on an argument scale like honey yeah like that's not a that's not a missile to fire when you have you're literally millions of dollars in debt and then you're gonna talk about a plumber bill that was melissa the way she handled that was like i mean it was like oof but it it was also like she had to say it and she said it it in a polite it was like she said in a really polite way like kind of a loving way that's what i yeah it was kind of like a very loving like she kind of was firm with her like bitch Mm -hmm. i love you right now we're not talking about that because you don't you know what i mean yeah it was not in like a i'm trying to throw this in your face like fuck you it was really just like it was a respectful respectful warning don't cross that boundary Mm -hmm. um and then Teresa goes again the wife makes it and the wife breaks it (laughs) so basically it's not up to the men and then melissa says that that's true and i was and i wrote the fuck I said, wrote, the what fuck? does this mean? With they like a million Gilead. questions. <laughs> they do live in Gilead. And that's when it's I not... also was starting to go crazy. Yeah, that was like, okay, any, I was like, Melissa, I was on, I was rooting for you, honey. And like, so it's not up to the men at all. It's up to them. It's up to Melissa. Teresa basically says, it's now up to you. Teresa has absolved herself from any responsibility in this. And she's like, you need to make this right. Mm hmm. So Melissa now <laughs> everything falls on her shoulders. They end up hugging it out. Um and then after Melissa, they make up in in her confessional Teresa she's like you need to show love. 
show love to my mother. You got to show love. And Melissa's like, I have. And then so they start fighting again. Yeah. They, they're they really obsessed with being shown love. There's literally a fi- helicopter flying so low over oh, my apartment. I, I can feel the walls shaking. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Speaking of shaking, that fault line in Inglewood that earthquake last week is like has been active like every day <sighs> please anyway please god not an earthquake during a fucking there pandemic. i'm putting it out i'm saying there was not an earthquake during the pandemic there was not and everything was fine and we all healed and it was wonderful please do your revisionist history um tree apparently so, got well, mad Teresa brings up a story no tree brings up a story about she goes one time, the first Christmas we spent together with Melissa, Joey got a phone call from another girl and Melissa got mad and stormed out of my mother's house and Joe went after her and they never came back. And I was like, that's a great first impression. I'm like, okay. That she is goes, <laughs> not okay. That pissed that pissed my mother off because she's all about respect. I was like, uh, what in the world? I wrote, this culture is twisted. She's all about her respect, so he ball? literally got a, like, she's supposed to just, like, booty let call. her husband get, like, booty calls and, like, cheat on her During and not Christmas? have an emotion about that. Show her love. Teresa, show her love. And Melissa goes, I have showed her love. But then Tree also, Melissa reveals that Tree got mad that Melissa used the same photographer for Antonia that Teresa used for Gia. And that was, like, a huge source of their drama. Is that Teresa, Teresa? I pay good money for that, and I don't want to see that in other people's homes. <laughs> That's a psychotic thing to get mad about. Yeah, she's. I mean, I think, I think Melissa's probably picked at her a little, but I think, I think Teresa's the real source of the between them. I yeah. think it's mostly Teresa. And also, it's she's like no one, no one makes Joey Gorga take any responsibility in no. this situation. I mean, or like I'm guys. like. Look at this boy, this man. He's been like engaged multiple times. He clearly like doesn't have his shit together when it comes to relationships. And then is like stepping out, like getting a sus phone call on Christmas Eve from some other woman when his like girlfriend is right here. Like that should be. I would, ca- I would that's have stormed crazy. out too. Yeah, I would have stormed the fuck out. That has nothing to do with her feelings about your parents. It's really yeah, my. Teresa- it's really my brilliant friend vibes. I wrote. <laughs> Teresa's mom is seems like kind of a mean person too. Yeah, she's a little bit. She's a mean mommy for sure. Um, Melissa brings a bunch of photos of like the Gorgas, the Judices, and the Wakilis together in Punta Cana and like the good times. And Teresa, she goes, "Oh," and Melissa is about to show her a photo of the two of them, and she immediately takes one of her and her brother, and she goes, "Look at me and my brother." <laughs> Well, we like, get yeah. it. You we love your it. brother. It was nice of Jacqueline to let them use her house to duke it out. Jacqueline's like, let's get wasted. I loved her Jacqueline just and sitting in the kitchen, like nervously silently. drinking Bailey's. Yeah, just like getting shit faced. And then she's like, okay, well, let's all get shit faced. Jacqueline spends this entire episode just getting tanked. Wasted. Come on, let's go. Come on. Caroline um, feels... We go to the brownstone. <laughs> She's talking to Alex. I, go, I, wrote, I wrote, the brownstone only exists in autumn. Mm-hmm. 
It is a true autumn icon. Caroline, also, you can tell that she feels really sexy now that she's on the radio. Oh, for sure. And then she basically says, like, but go into the Catskills. Are you going to come? And Albert Sr. is like, no. So that's that. It's well, a very short scene. Well, he also, like, she goes, how, she goes, how did I do? Was I good? And, he, and he's like, mm, not really. He's, he's like, like, you, you were, were kind of bad in the beginning and nervous. And Caroline goes, oh. I mean, I like that he keeps it real with her because it's true. He wasn't like mean about it. It was just like very much like that's exactly what was the deal. He was like, you were, uh, it seemed like you were waiting for someone to tell you what to say. And Caroline goes, oh, well, yeah. She kind of was. I think she was. In, she was. after a while in marriage, like it's probably a good thing to be just like honest with someone else when they ask you no. that. You know what I mean? For like, sure. She wasn't, I mean, she wasn't that good. Yeah. There are some times where it's like you ask your part, like there are times when you need to be told like you're amazing or like kindly lied to. But there are also times when you need like just a truth teller. Cause he did say like, didn't he say like you got good eventually or like it ended up going well? Yeah. He was like, you were at the end, you got it together, but it was just funny. He was very like flat and he's yeah, not she, interested he's like let me get back to work he's like i'm not he's like i'm not going to the cat skills and caroline's like oh god <laughs> jacqueline comes out we cut to her house she's carrying two wine bottles that are like the homemade wine i think that's literally the size of a go-kart <laughs> they're huge size of a child Chris Manto opens his huge gun safe and he's decided to bring multiple shotguns and like automatic weapons to trees Catskills manner of sin. She goes, she goes, the stress, she goes, I'm already stressed about being there with Teresa and her whole like clan. She goes, I think it's going to ruin my Botox. (laughs) Which I love. Yeah, she's like, you can't tell that I'm concerned because all my Botox, but I'm really, this is a face of concern. As he's like unloading like weapons on the table. AK-47s. Yeah. Assault rifles. <laughs> Antonia has been taking ballroom dancing lessons. Oh, she has she a big holiday concert coming up. Is literally me. She's you. She's me. Ballroom dancing from 2003 to 2004. Uh, Melissa has her sister over and she's like, uh, she's like, what are you going to do about what are you going to do for your kid? The other kids that night of the recital. And she goes, well, that's why I have a nanny. My husband works hard and we pay for it. Yeah. I love Lisa. 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 Melissa's sister. I want her spinoff. I don't think she ever gets her moment. She doesn't. But also, like, again, once you think... Once you think that they're all good, Melissa starts talking shit again about Teresa. I know, but then she also says, like, Teresa's mother-in-law... Or her mother-in-law, Teresa's mom, babysits for Tree every single day. So, like, Tree doesn't have, like, a nanny or any child care. Like, the her mom just takes care of all their kids and they never take care of the gorgas kids they never take care of the gorgas kids so that would be like annoying yeah also joe gorga pay we find out later pays for teresa and joe's parents 
Oh, he pays live. all their bills. Yeah, he the, he owned. They lived in a house that he owned and paid their mortgage every month. Oh, and Joe Dice didn't do shit. Joe Judice, what and, a bad guy. What a weasel. And then at one, I think there's one episode where Teresa like calls Joey Gorga out. She's like, "Why didn't you pay their mortgage this month?" And Joe was like, "Excuse me, Miss <laughs> Sheriff Sale." I literally love Teresa trying to get. I mean, that's like a classic. I think I understand why she would try and point fingers at everyone else's like lapses on any sort of payments or like bills to to try and like, it's like grasping at straws to be like, look, you don't pay your bills, not realizing that it's like, yeah, sometimes you miss a bill or something goes by the wayside and it's like not that big a deal and you pay it later. Like that's life. Like that happens to everyone at some point. But not $11 million in debt is not the same as, like, not paying the plumber. But also, the idea of, like, how much Melissa and Joe do for those those parents and them continuing to, like, favor Teresa is just, like, I think such a fucking troll. Yeah. And probably causes so much pain for Joey. Well, also, I'm sure, Teresa, there's some sort of, like victim complex that she perpetuates that then causes the parents to like tend to her more than they would tend to the other family and it's like he's the boy so he's not going to get as much help like the girls need more help but the men should just figure out their problems there's like that kind of thing going on i I probably a little bit like the princess like she's like the princess of the family yeah so it's just like it's such a toxic family dynamic but i think what what this episode has really taught me and what the scene between melissa and lisa taught me is that i want a huge mirror oh yeah that looks that mirror was like narnia near mirror yeah i need like a massive massive mirror in my life we cut to uh judice's and loretta's driving up upstate Joe and Teresa driving. Jacqueline and Chris are in the back seat, and you hear Joe Judas go, "My father's always had a place upstate." <laughs> Literally mafia. So mafia. Jacqueline's then, obsessed with toilets. With toilet? Oh yeah, she's obsessed with toilets and showers. I'm like same, honestly. I would same. be really nervous oh, if if we had to like go in a house i also thought that this was like five people getting together max to like stay in this house this is like 20 people in this house there's 20 people in this little itty bitty cabin which actually uh, not even a cabin so, was it looks crazy uh, i was truly horrified by this by this cabin i wrote I like- multiple times i kept writing this house this house like i truly- yeah but like I was when not they roll ready. out that when they roll out that pasta though, I was like, oof. No, the food made it like bearable. Like I would do I'd be in it for the food and the food alone. But honestly, like every single part of that cabin gave me like a oh. visceral reaction. It was pretty hellish, but also like, like something about it was like ooh. I feel really itchy. I'm starting to feel itchy like thinking about it. <laughs> it was all like yeah. aluminum siding and then like cheap doorknobs and like flimsy doors that you could like kick through those full those like faux brass doorknobs yeah they're like that they're like too yellow they're like made of plastic or like a hard plastic coated in like paint 
the hell was that like pavilion attached to it? That like garage pavilion thing that looked like Jonestown. That was That's a Jonestown. Like- okay, that was that. You've totally nailed it. It was that was the vibe. It was a Jonestown vibe. It, it was, was David Koresh. It was fucking Waco vibe, like cult compound, and that they literally hang like like members of rival families like by those pavilions and joe judice like tortures them like this yeah. is a full-on this torture is a torture chamber house. it's a, on yeah. property there's no one around like to the point where they can fire guns into like a the huge forest. they own so much land it's so much land bodies are buried there like this yeah. house has truly a, i got a terrible vibe from this house and it yeah. wasn't just like the de- it wasn't just the aluminum siding it was went beyond that no, it, was and a, I think it was a place of evil it was a tr- it was, place of true evil they probably i, I they did own, love the new they probably jersey own, like, yeah the new jersey that's i think that's what i liked and like the hot pasta and like and those like nights we just stay breath. up till like yeah yeah like but i was that, really cozed out by that but the house was truly a house of horror like they own so much land too they must have like money just buried up there yeah that house is filled with secrets um the land so they get to the they get to the place well they they drive up and then we cut to um i don't even want to talk about kathy it's this news well she's, i do there was one thing about kathy that i loved when it cuts to her and she's you see her just it's a shot of her like through a window and she's going Soup, soup. Yeah, she's going. Cheesecake. She's going. She's like rifling through a desk. She has all these like old recipes scattered around, and she's going. Soup, 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 soup. soup. Okay, um, cheesecake. Yeah, soup. Oh. And I was like, oh my god, this is so staged. Her looking at recipes is a mood. She loves then, cooking. I wanted. To, I really uh, want to turn it into something more. Rich comes in. And she's like, you know, I I loved my desserts at the Thanksgiving. It was a big hit. And Richie's like, he's like, I think you should go one step further than selling desserts. I think you should open a restaurant. And I was like, cool, open up a restaurant in a fucking recession. <laughs> Kathy's like groundbreaking realizations about dessert are really killed me. She goes, everybody likes dessert. Everybody has room for dessert. <laughs> I know. She's obsessed goes, with dessert. He goes, I'm not talking like Italian pizza. I'm talking banquet halls. I was like, oh, my God. Everyone in the show, when they close their eyes, they see a banquet hall. They do. They can't help it. <laughs> Everyone arrives to the Catskills House of Horrors. And well, Joe- well, first Kathy goes, first Kathy goes, well, Rich, it sounds very enticing to me. <laughs> I got to say, Rich, it sounds very enticing to me. And I wrote, he's definitely a bookie for the mob. Yeah, she goes, you do with the thing and I won't touch the books or something like that. They I won't touch cr- the books. Creative accounting. God love them. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Jo- when they arrive to the Catskills, it's dark and Joe goes, up like one of these mountains, we saw bears running up here. I was like, <laughs> what? I wrote, he should narrate a nature show on Nat Geo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Jacqueline just walks in and she just the whole everything everything she sees Jacqueline goes oh my god 
Where am I? She hates it there. She hates it there. That would be me there. I would just, she, Jacqueline literally just gets shit faced to deal with having to be in this like house with one toilet and like guns everywhere. That would be me. Taxidermy. There's yeah, wolf taxidermy and like just like overhead, really intense fluorescent overhead lighting and like um, plastic tables and chairs. And Joe's, Joe's dad, dad is waiting, which with his God brother-in-law. Love him. His Gia energy is strong. He has strong Gia energy. I'm making pasta. He literally talks like our impersonation of Gia on the podcast. You making pasta? He goes sauce and wild turkey. That's country pasta. I love his cousin's name or someone else's name. Duma. His brother-in-law. That Duma. Seemed, Duma. Seemed really an, futuristic of a name. He he takes out an AK forty. Like I, I think it's an assault rifle. There was some sort of. There, <laughs> rapid I don't fire think it was rifle. an AK. I don't think anything no, no, was no, rapid no, no. fire, but it definitely was like you load. Yeah a clip into a rifle and then tree is just like holding the gun and like pointing it at everyone. Yeah. But grandpa, all grandpa wants to do is eat the pasta. He's like, eat everybody sit down. The pasta is ready. Bon appetito guys. And no pasta one, no one is trying to eat that pasta. I would be right at that table next to grandpa eating grandpa's pasta. I'd be like, Oh, grandpa, it's so good. Grandpa. Grazie, Grandpa. Grazie, Nono, for the pasta. They start proceeding to just binge drink. And I was like, Joe's are they on other wine. drugs? No, I think they're just drinking, like, truly, like, fermented. Like, they're drinking, like, grain alcohol. But, like, it's, like, wine, but it's, like, fermented wrong. Jacqueline says it smells like farts. That Joe's <laughs> homemade wine, his, like, prison <laughs> juice smells like farts. It's, like, mo- they're drinking, like, moonshine. And... Um, they also are getting like sexual. Judas talks about how Teresa like doesn't give good blowjobs, and then everyone's and then Jacqueline at one point gets like so saucy. Jacqueline's Jacqueline's lit. Her like former dominatrix comes out because you know she was like a dominatrix at some point. Yeah, and you know that she also gives incredible blowjobs. Lick her face. Lick her face, she says. Don't they even say, doesn't like Chris say that Jacqueline blows him on the rag? Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> and Teresa's like, I give good head, Joe. She goes, well, you're the only person I've been given head. So that's just that. I was like, yeah, you know, she gives like shitty blowjobs because she probably does not want to suck Joe's dick and like doesn't and he never actually like it doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy that would teach a woman how to like suck his dick in the way that he wants his dick to be sucked. So like they probably just have terrible sex. He's like, you should just know how to do it. You're my wife. You should know. (laughs) And then Teresa tells him that he tells everyone that he calls her a slut in the bedroom and he goes, get over here, you dirty slut. (laughs) And they all start cracking up. And then uh, the, as I they was get, like red. I was like grab clutching my pearls. I was too. It was scandalous. It was also, scandaloso. You cut to there's a clock on the stove. It says like 6 p.m. It's already pitch black dark out, which I love. And then it cuts and suddenly it's midnight. So they've been <laughs> they were like fully drinking and eating pasta for six hours. My dream. And 
Everyone, Mulan, by, uh, by the time it's like 12 and they're like making, like making, at some point they just all start making pizza. It's after jo- they've made pasta. Jujus goes, Melania says I'm the pizza guy. <laughs> hey, dad, you're the pizza guy. Dad, you're the pizza guy. You know what you should do? Open a fucking pizza restaurant. Cause you're Open the pizza up a guy. pizza restaurant. I'll deliver. I'll deliver. I'll go on my four my four wheeler. I'll deliver the pizza. You'll cook the books. We'll, we'll just funnel the money from the pizza. What do you think, Dad? You're the pizza guy around here. Hey, Gabriella, shut the fuck up. Gabriella, no, shut you up, shut Gabriella. the fuck up. I don't want to hear another word out of up. you. Stop crying. Adriana, Stop crying. go in your room. You're not getting any of the pizza. Go in your fucking room. Tree, you dirty slut, get in your bedroom. No one's talking to you. Dad, let's talk about this pizza parlor. you dirty slut. Jacqueline makes a Nutella calzone, which I wrote, fuck my face with it. Yeah, it looks really good. And that crunch sound when she bit into it, I was like, mama mia. They're blackout. Teresa, her voice is getting really high. She goes, (laughs) when Joe's touching the dough, Teresa goes, I love when he throws the dough and his hairy chest is out. Turns me on so much. I was like, I don't want anyone's hairy chest near my dough. And she goes, mm. <laughs> at one point they go, in, there's a bunk bedroom, which was really triggering for me. That was more a people chaotic bunk. More people spill in as the night goes on. Teresa tells Jacqueline that she has no room for Kathy right now in her life. And her goal is only to make up with Joe and Melissa. And she mentions that Kathy's mom and Teresa's dad are siblings and Kathy's dad and Teresa's dad got into a fight over $200 and never spoke again. And I was like, that's where she fucking learns the petty. These people, yeah, they know how to like fight and hold a grudge forever, if necessary. And then, and then we randomly cut. It's like daylight. So this editing was weird. And Kathy's wearing a fucking, she has mad top hat energy. Yeah, I wrote that she... Oh, this isn't the time when I thought she looked stunningly gorgeous, but she was having like equestrian top hat energy when they're searching for like a restaurant. I was, also, I'm like the restaurant, like going from just like a bakery to a restaurant is a huge jump in this economy. And she goes into like a really shitty restaurant that's like next to an auto zone or something. And then Rich is like, so when your customers come in, they'll <laughs> smell burnt rubber. Like, they'll choke on the rubber before the gasoline before they start to eat and, and then she goes she, she goes i don't like it in here she goes i'm looking for more of a european feel she goes this place has a a jersey italian feel and the guy's like all right, all right. then they go to a banquet hall which is also they're like goldilocks with this like restaurant yeah. search she goes, I want it to feel like our home, and I'm just not feeling it here. She goes, so, she's like, I can tell you right off the bat, I don't like that carpet linoleum thing. I was like, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Then we cut back to the next morning, <laughs> and truly, I forgot that this had even happened and wouldn't have even remembered it had I not documented it in my notes. Teresa is showing production in her one-on-ones this vibrating cock ring that she got for Joe. <laughs> Joe wears, and she goes, it sounds like, uh, she shows, she shows it off. Joe wears a cock ring when he fucks her. He wears, that, like, and I've actually, I bu- bought this 
cock ring once in a relationship years past, it's not a good one. Like, it's not the one. No. No, it's like, it's an awkward, it sits in an awkward position. It doesn't, it's not going to stimulate really anything. It's more just, I think, for like the excitement of like, oh my God, we got this thing at like CVS. It's like sold at like CVS or somewhere. Like, I don't even think it's like sold in the sex shop. And then but Joe and Long John's is really hot to me. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, him and Teresa are just like in bed and he's like, he's like, Right here is where we did it 13 years ago for the first time. So it's, it's, it's like, a, loaded, <sighs> a loaded place for them. And he keeps on like vibrating her under the sheets. I was just like, yeah. this is insane. Like there's literally a camera person in like a production team just like standing there silently watching you guys. They're, they didn't sleep. They're still wasted. They're shit faced. And like. <laughs> then Joe keeps like smacking her ass and then Tree is feeling sexy again. Like they needed this break to like feel like sexy with each other. They needed to ignore their mountain is dead. <laughs> their literal island of debt. And Tree goes outside to like shoot a gun. Yeah, they're shooting off the deck into the into the yard. They've hung watermelons up on like by tree branches, and Joe <laughs> Joe Judas comes right out, grabs the gun from like Chris Larita. And just starts firing, and he goes, "That one should be in the." He goes, "That one should be in the head." <laughs> <laughs> he just like has. His, he's a complete sharpshooter. He's totally killed people. He's really. He probably good at hangs people. I swear to God, he probably has hung people from those branches who are like snitches, and like sh- shoots them from his deck. I that was like he was too good at shooting that gun. He goes, "I'm John Wayne over here." <laughs> That one should be in the head. <laughs> Caroline is on her way to the Catskills and she's bringing a trusty sidekick, Dolores, and the boys. And they pull Dolores, up to the house. another appearance from Dolores. I know. I love Dolores and I'm glad that eventually the world gets more of her. But as they're, and this is the moment when I knew I loved Dolores and could like see eye to eye with her, is they pull up. And the boys are like, it's that's their ass. That's the one that's smoking over there. That's a, and she goes, that's not their ass. It has a tin roof. And she goes, <laughs> <laughs> there's like a little chimney smoking. She says, it's all tin. That doesn't, it's all aluminum. I was like, I too was taken aback. Like Dolores and I were on the same page about this like cat skills house. Caroline does not want to go at all. She goes, I love the country, but I don't love chaos. She goes, a she gun talks about is how a her gun. Fa- a gun is a gun. She, her family had a working farm growing up, which I love. They probably, yeah. too, had a murder compound. Yeah, they absolutely did. Wasn't her dad... Was her dad or her grandma that was tiny, fat Manzo? No, that was Albie. Albert's oh. dad. Who was oh. murdered and found in a, in a trunk. He got yeah. whacked. <laughs> um, Caroline, she's like, does not want Albie and Chris to ride the ATVs or... She's- a real downer in the country in the Catskills. Yeah. Also, I love that she did not even try to like dress up for this occasion. Like she's no. literally just like going. She goes, "I didn't get the memo that we had to be fabulous. I dressed warm." Well, so Teresa walks out. She showered. She looks like an Icelandic witch, and <laughs> she's like fully just like wearing like fur boots, like you know, culturally insensitive number going on and. Is it that culturally like, insensitive? I think it's no, just I'm, ugly. I'm, 
I'm just kidding. It's but she looks she truly looks like a, a like a Nordic witch. Yeah, she's and like Caroline channeling. goes. Yeah, she goes. Hegazusa. <laughs> what? A Norwegian witch. She is a full Norwegian witch. She's like it's like every different iteration of like winter time. Like it's midsummer. It's Swedish. It's like Inuit. It's like Native America. It's like a mashup of every. It's like Abominable Snowman. It's Yeti. Mrs. Claus. It's, it's Mrs. Claus. It's literally the entire world in a hideous outfit. Caroline, go, yeah, she goes. I don't know. I had. I got the fabulous memo. Caroline does not like quads. No. She goes. I had a friend in high school who got decapitated on a quad. Decapitated like, on a quad. I was like, whoa, lady, like chill. We really start seeing the division between Caroline and Teresa because Teresa's getting annoyed with Caroline. Caroline's annoyed with Teresa. Yeah. And Teresa also like or Caroline brings up someone brings up like the fight between. Yeah. Caroline goes, what happened? I didn't even ask. And then they talk about a little bit and uh, then Caroline cuts to Caroline's talking head. She goes, we laugh big. We love big. We fight big and we make up big eventually. I was like, You're, okay. In the, Itali- in the Italian culture, we're oppression and breed. We, <laughs> oh, and we laugh big. <laughs> then we get the good sh- Joe shooting the gun moment. He goes, I'm good as hell. I feel like fucking John Wayne. Yeah. I'm in the Old West here. I wrote, Albie, I just wrote, Albie was the golden prince for, forbidden from the woods. <laughs> Albie's like never been in the woods before. Albie like can't fend for himself. He can't shoot a gun. He like can't drive the quad. Like he literally is an incompetent. Chris can do all of it though. Oh yeah. Chris is the one. He's the one. Albie is truly like the nightmare. Like I hope it's like, I know it's so many, I feel like so many women end up with like Albie's in their lives. Yeah. Partner. And it's just never what you want. End up with Chris, more Chris's and Albies. Yeah, you really want the Chris, not the Albie. Then we find out um, that Joe and Tree don't have a holiday budget, or they're like not even like a, like honoring the fact that like everyone keeps trying to be like, so what's your holiday budget? I'm like, can yeah, you not like, ask right now? <laughs> you paying it back a little? And he's like, well, I can't say no to her. She Who's going to give her wants. a budget on Christmas? They got to get what they want. I was like, you guys. Well, we I'm also sure cut they also don't want to say on camera that they're like <laughs> floundering. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The Contoured Pouch and Ball Caddy. 
This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted MeUndies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist. And I'm positive that based on my experience with MeUndies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on MeUndies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Caroline is bringing the most downer energy to this Catskill yeah, journey. She <laughs> sucks. She literally There's is always Debbie that one person <laughs> on every group trip who just brings the level down. I've maybe been that person, but I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever gone that far. 
I've like flirted with being that person, but I don't think I've ever committed to Caroline levels of like, oh. No, I like, think maybe like one universal time entropy. I was. I know, but then I just remove myself. Like if I'm going to yeah. bring a Caroline energy, I know that it's better off if I'm not there. And so I just like leave. But Caroline like, is like here in sweats to tell you a gun is a gun. And then about like a decapitation. My friend got decapitated on a quad in back in the seventies in high school. It was very sad. Dolores was like, fuck. <laughs> Dolores is also I love the level of glamour she's bringing to this cat skills journey. Great. She looks amazing. She's and beautiful. Like, yeah, she's stunning. She's really And I love her. I love um Albie and Chris. like everyone's like drinking wine. Like it's like a day. If you're going to this cabin, like you're gonna be drinking at like ten thirty, eleven AM. Yeah. So like accept it. When they walk up to the house, her brother Chris is shooting a gun, like he's an expert, and she goes, Chris! She goes, Chris, Chris, what if someone's walking by? What if someone's walking onto you? And then Chris, like, jokingly points it at her. <laughs> I love how freely they point guns at each other. I know. Chris! And she goes, my brother, he's responsible with guns, but I don't know about these other people. I don't know them. <laughs> I don't know them. What are you talking about? You literally do know them. Except I, I don't... Joe's like relatives, like the the like shaved skinhead relatives, I don't trust at all. I wrote immediately, who are these people? Stranger danger. Country Italians. Country Italians, like they're truly like upstate Italians and also like the Italians that you'd find like hanging in an alley, like in a gang. Mm -hmm. They're ready to like knife you and steal your wallet. Yay. Steal your wallet. Give me a bread. Bag of bread and coins. They'll take all your all your <laughs> coins from you. <laughs> um, they'll beat you like, with a sock full of coins. Is what they'll do. I did like Chris trolling his sister, though. I liked how Chris trolled Caroline. Yeah, he loves tell, to get a rise out of her. Yeah, you can tell that they're actually really close. Mm-hmm. And they're cute together. Like I love their brotherly sisterly bond. They had there's. 12 kids or 11 Lorita kids. That's insane. She goes, she goes, we're a family. She goes, you got my parents. We, there's 11 of us. And with all the kids and all the wives, they don't count the men for some reason. She goes, <laughs> we're not a family. It's a tribe. It's a tribe. That's so many people. If I had 11 siblings, did you ever read the babysitters club? Maybe one or two. There was a girl in the babysitter's club who was like an honorary member because she was one of the younger girls and her name was Mallory. And Mallory was yes. from a family with 11 brothers and sisters. It's real. And I was always just like, Redhead Mallory is like pretty much a charity case. Thank God the babysitter's <laughs> club took her in because you know Mallory is like a freak off the leash. I... I used to wish I was in a family with like eight kids. Too many. Four, four too is many. a lot. Four is a lot. But I, I wanted, I, I like just wanted, I wanted to get lost in the mix. Like I wanted, wanted to, to like, like do your thing. Yeah. I wanted to fly under the radar and just have like a bunch of friends. That's and a, be like, oh, the nice thing is there'd be built in like friend. You'd have to have at least one best friend out no, of the at least family. 
one of them is going to like you. Yeah. And like, if there were multiple boys, I'd be like, okay, like you guys can, <laughs> you can be the straight ones. <laughs> I'd feel way, I'd feel like way better about like that whole thing. Yeah. I wish I had Take a the pressure off. that was like oh. me, but like, with the same humor like having a twin that gets it would be truly there's nothing better than that twin mm. energy and then you're both just like vibing it's like a you're literally born with a best friend i mean simon watching simon and nikki sometimes i'm like Ugh. i'm so i'm envious they're like mk and a they like like simon just know like they just know they just get it they know things and they have like their own language yeah but like having a twin that doesn't get it and that's just like a psycho (sighs) i can't imagine anything worse being like not only are you out of your mind you also look like me (laughs) so that's extra rude (laughs) yeah no twins are it's a that's a powerful thing I want the readers with twins to make themselves known. I want to know if most twins are like vibing or if most twins are like not vibing or what. Like I want to take the twin temperature. Do you have twins in your family? No, I don't think there's any twins in my family. My maternal grandmother was a twin. (gasps) I love that. So I feel like my sister could maybe have twins. (sighs) That would be amazing. She and she was a girl boy twin. Oh. And they had a she they had like they like were deeply like in tune to each other. That's cool. Yeah. When she died, I feel like he like really felt it. Ugh, I love like just like twin mysteries. You saw the three perfect strangers. Mm-hmm. Three identical strangers. That was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. That was insane to me. And so sad. Yeah. But like, can you imagine how I was so sorry, this is like totally deviating from the <laughs> no, cat skills, okay. but when they the the euphoria of like being together for the first time and feel like not only are you do you have another of you, you have two others of you. And you are all discover each other and are just like so happy. To have each other and like in your lives. Immediately fall into place and like have a deep connection and like feel like you're whole. Yeah. Ugh. Isn't that crazy? It was crazy. The part that haunts me about that documentary is like the part where someone's describing, like, I think it was like they went into some adoption center or they like had yeah, a the- meeting with them and then they left, but like just turned around to catch like everyone cheersing evilly with champagne. Yeah. No, that, that one center, I've, there've been multiple, it's this one adoption clinic that preyed on like wealthy Jewish people, I think. Yeah. And, or like, or like well-to-do Jewish people in the New York area. What was it was like a, and they were they were kind of doing it almost as like a social experiment. Mm-hmm. So fucked up. Hold on, I'm gonna find the name of that place. But they they were like hot. Too. They, <laughs> they were, were like smoking really, hot. They were also they were like so Italian. Cute. Weren't they like kind yeah. of Italian? I think they were Jewish. Um. Yeah, the Shaf the Shafrin family. I think. 
the Louise Louis Louise Wise Adoption Agency. Um, it wasn't. I don't think it was specifically. Okay, the brothers have been involved in a, in a as children in a study by psychiatrist Peter B. Neubauer and Viola W. Bernard under the auspices of the Jewish Board of Guardians, which involved periodic visits and evaluations of the boys. So. Remember, they're get, they were getting like visits routinely by social workers mm-hmm. who were literally there to like do anthropological studies on like how they're all evolving without yeah, each other. Yeah, like a nature versus nurture. Oh, the infants have been intentionally separated and placed within families having different parenting styles and economic classes. One blue collar, one middle class, and one affluent. So each of them were put into like to see how they would evolve, and they Ugh. did that. It's so fucked up makes me feel sick to my stomach yeah the i love that they got like really famous too and they were like in a, a movie with madonna i know <laughs> they were like always in like oh and they they owned they owned a restaurant they owned a restaurant it looked like a fun restaurant a steakhouse Ugh, i'm in me too a steakhouse damn you guys should watch anyway. that movie if you haven't seen this movie, Three Identical Strangers. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Anyway, what are you waiting sorry for? To, Fire it up. To, to... Sorry about that. Um, so that the girls go to go shopping while the men continue to like, ch- like chug liquor, shoot guns, and like ride quads. Yeah, the women go into like. Some Old kind of Hudson, Hudson Valley. I googled hu- it. They're in, they're in like the Hudson Valley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old Hudson is a true yum, yum, yum fiesta. I went you to their go. website, yeah, and just perused everything that they offer, and it's basically just like a ch- artisanal cheese store Ugh. that offers like gift baskets. They have all these different kinds of cheeses. They have charcuterie platters. This episode is brought to you by Old Hudson. This episode is brought to you by Charcuterie. Yeah, and cheese. And cheese. Soft and cheese. Soft age formaggi. I want to go I want to go on Google Earth and just peruse through that town. I know. I bet you could find their house on Google Earth. Uh, I went on Google Earth the other night and just went inch by inch through my hometown. Yeah. Just just I, I i felt like i felt like a, a person just discovering technology the first time and I, I didn't really realize you could go like that deep into google earth so i was oh, just like go really deep i was like going past my old house i was going i was showing like where my fr- where i went to school i went to my high school in philly i was and i kept every time i did i went ah like i was like <laughs> so happy I found my boarding school on google earth and like went and just like looked around my boarding school it's so weird. It's weird. And Can when you, you go s- in neighborhoods like Bel Air and stuff on Google Earth? I think so. You can go anywhere. I like when you see um, like just a person on their bike. <laughs> I know. I love like distortions in Google Earth. Oh, it's so spooky. But yeah, I want to find their cabin and I want to... Um, I want to find where the bodies are buried on their land. Yeah. I also want to go to Old um, Hudson. We're going. I need it. I need it. I, I, the whole time I lived in New York, I never went to the Hudson Valley. I've never been there. I've never been like, I've only been in like New York City and Brooklyn. 
Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I went to, um, my mom. My mom went to school in Terrytown, which is in Hudson Valley, and she taught at Sleepy Hollow High School. Uh, cute. Uh, Ichabod Crane. But I never. I never like Ichabod Crane. You only went to Manhattan, didn't you? I only went to Manhattan and Brooklyn, maybe Queens once. Can you do an Oklahoma, need... Oklahoma accent? I only went. To... I only went to Oklahoma City and Brooklyn. I don't even know. It was crazy. I went on the subway. Too... I got lost. I always get lost on the subway. I've been to two places my whole life: Oklahoma City and Jersey City. I love Jersey. People in New Jersey are so nice. It is really good to be I... there. It is so good. I just love New Jersey so much. I just love it. I love pizza. I love cheese. I love the culture. If I had to give it a grade, I'd give it an A+. It's an A+, for me, dog. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. We're Um, going to New Jersey. So, Teresa goes in and probably... Does she buy, like, $500 worth of shit? They all have, like, a cheese shopping spree, which, honestly, they deserve it. Yeah. It looks incredible i hope that they just bought i'll bet they just bought Teresa. like they bought all the stuff and like Teresa didn't buy anything yeah she just i think Teresa just has to be physically in a store yeah and i i get that i mean i hope that like what is she debt free now or are they still paying off like debt i think i think they're debt free i hope that she is making lots of money again did they have to she sell is. their house or do they still live in that house? No, they still they still live there. Hmm. I think Teresa makes bank. I hope so. I want her to go shopping again, but shop from a conscious place of like responsibility, like responsible consumption. Yeah. But back but I here, want her to she have was still, She was still in like her like mania days. And I mm-hmm. think she just needed to go into like a rich shop with two P's and an E and just Mm -hmm. be like, just feel the retail and just feel the burn. And then like Caroline was like, I got you. Yeah. I'll pay for it. No, Jacqueline, Jacqueline paid for it. Probably. I love Jacqueline loves like a flex like that. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Let me get it. Let me get it. She's down hard. No, we're your guests. Oh, that's what they did. Mm hmm. Then we cut to Joe and Melissa Gorga's Ugh, house. Car and ride. We get They're like getting ready for for uh, rabbit fuck Joe Gorga energy. Antonia's big night is here. Her big recital at the regional dance company. And Joe and Melissa are getting ready. Melissa's wearing like this hot red fiery number. And Joe, Joe just goes, keeps going like, oh, just let me let me feel you. He goes, red's my favorite color. You teasing me? It's like, no, she got ready to like, let's go. Like, we don't need to, you don't need to like fuck right now. Like, we're trying to go to a recital. Him grabbing all over Melissa is truly like, it's, I hate it. I hate it so much. Also, like, he's like, you know what red does to me? It's like, get a little more original. Yeah, like, just like chill for a second. The kids are You know what red does to me? Yeah, the kids are, like, giggling. It's, like, not healthy, I don't think, to, like, see that kind of sexual no! It's sexualizing your children. An unwanted, like, touch when she's, like, get out, like, stop. Like, 
and to keep going is like a bad it's not a good message to be sending no also he's there's such like he's such an exhibitionist it's to like a degree that's like <laughs> in front of like stop. a five-year-old and like it, a yeah, it's like emotional <laughs> exhibition it's some kind of shit it's and melissa's weird. like does not like it no she's over it but it's also not to bring it back to my brilliant friend but it really is there's so many moments in this show where it's just like grabby men wanting to pound and like women just laying there like disassociating during sex and i'm still on it is i'm literally need you to watch it so bad because okay i think that you'll be into it uh no i i mean listen i'm into like it's truly a world like you get it feels like heroin it feels like i'm high on heroin when i'm watching it it like courses through your veins and it's like you're transported to another world it's the perfect antidote to corona it actually is the cure for corona believe it or not fauci said fauci Fauci said it he goes everyone watched my brilliant friend fauci said (laughs) he did no <laughs> oh my god i believe anything these days <laughs> yeah fauci got up at a full-blown white house briefing and then talked at well length I, about I mean i don't like i mean anything is possible clownery anything's pop any clowner is possible one of those things I'm I can like, just see Burks going up in her scarf being like, I think we all need to need to go home, stay inside, flatten the curve, and watch My Brilliant Friend by Elena Ferranti. Yeah. It's a good I've show. It. It's a great I've show. Been watching it, I've been watching it over Zoom with my kids and my grandkids who are back in Pennsylvania. It's really great. <laughs> I would actually be obsessed if they brought My Brilliant <laughs> Friend into the mix. Trump, Trump's, it's a good show. <laughs> good show italian stand with italy it's a great show cuomo gets in he's like i think we can all agree we found one thing that we have in common and that's our mutual love for my brilliant friend what if my my brilliant brilliant friend friend is bipartisan truly is bipartisan it like unites the world like everyone can agree it's a great show and that's what loves all of humanity she goes Everyone watch my brilliant friend in her debriefings. It's you know, a Melania message. had like, you know, Melania had like a deep emotional friendship with another girlfriend back in Slovenia. Yeah, like an, a fellow like model slash prostitute. Yeah. That I want like my brilliant friend, like Slavic edition. Someday we'll get out of here. <laughs> and like, but her friend like dies. Melania's friend in Slovenia like passes away from like something (laughs) like Melania goes on to like she's like I'm going to America and like goes and meets Donald Trump and eventually like now we know where she ends up like what a fucking rise to power like cataclysmic rise and meanwhile she's like only writing letters to her friend because her friend can't even afford a phone and her friend has fallen into like fontine levels of despair like living a true les miserables yeah. journey she's like melania no buys her land yeah she's like i will put you on farm i will get you farm in virginia and like and like is just trying to get her friend like over here but since trump has like closed the borders he like won't even let her have her friend come over I'll- 
all she wanted, she was like, I will move to DC under one condition that my, my dear brilliant friend <laughs> moves close to us. Please. She, she, we're going to buy her a place friend. in Georgetown. Yeah. We're going to just put her on the farm and give her a doctor so she can like recover from like Exhaustion. the diseases, the many diseases ravaging her body from living like a lifetime of poverty in like <laughs> wherever the fuck. And like, Trump is like, sure, sure, whatever you say. And then, like, fully just flip-flops. And he's like, I can't do that. I let her in. Like, it's like, becomes, like, a political thing. And she literally is, like, writing letters to her brilliant friend who then just, like, passes away in the streets. (laughs) This is a sweeping drama. Yeah, and Melania, meanwhile, is, like, completely disenfranchised. Like, has gotten everything she wanted. But, like, was it worth it? TBD. TBD. And she was like, what I wouldn't give to be back home with. This is how it ends. She my, stares at the camera and goes, my brilliant friend. My brilliant friend. <laughs> Tony's ready. Tony loves it. Green light it. I think um, that this could bring a lot of like humanity into like Melania's story. Maybe so. I love them also. Right now, like, because right now I have I have none of it. I want to see them in their childhood, like working on like a pig farm and yeah. like being kind of Speaking gangly, of pigs. gangly and un and unkempt, and then like getting like bootleg plastic surgery procedures to like get hot, and then like yeah. taking the modeling world by storm. But then that's where their paths like veer. Um. So, anyways, speaking of pigs, Melania. Melania's had like Bella Hadid levels of, of yeah. face reconstruction. Melania mm-hmm. has an entirely new face than she did. The Bella Hadid, like we both were sharing photos. I feel like of Bella's like eye cat eye transformation. Mm-hmm. And then I oh, went Bella down Hadid. like a crazy path of like Googling. I Googled and then got into like Instagram of like Russian plastic surgeons that do that cat eye threads and I just like really saw some things. <laughs> I need to do that. I'm <laughs> Bella Hadid's just like chilling. Her quarantine is so normal. She's just like with horses. Yeah, she's having a great core. Also, I need to just a really great Instagram uh, to follow and to just watch from afar is. <laughs> um, hold on. Hold, please. Ariana Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. she's you know the heiress to the rockefeller family and she is she's phenomenal on instagram <laughs> she also has a website where she quotes herself <gasps> i love when people quote themselves and it's just all the all the photos are her like it's it's definitely like a not she probably has like a finsa but it's like her her like you know philanthropy instagram page because so, i think she's just like her job is just rep being a representative of her family mm-hmm but she like, it's just giving her money to charities. Yeah, just like giving money, going to like events, but she it's just her like on horses and like being like miss you and it's tagged like Spain and it's like during <laughs> during covid times and it's just it's unbelievable. And she's always yeah. alone. She's it's always alone never, staring she's never out with windows anyone. or like wearing a gown just like looking off into the distance and then she's like sending nothing but love. Hashtag #love hashtag #peace yeah, memories of memories of family, and it's like her like 
in front of like a Christmas tree. And then randomly she'll be in a photo with like Georgina Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and then oh. one time she was at the United Nations and the caption was United Nations hashtag UN. <laughs> United Nations. Hashtag UN. As if you didn't know. Oh, Erin Rockefeller, her site is under construction. Oh, no. Damn it. It's her at the stable. She loves... She's an equestrian. Anyway, it's worth like a quick little peep. Just peep in. You don't have to follow. You can just check in every once in a while. I don't I don't follow her. I just check in once in a while. Um, um, wait. Joe Gorga also says something really chilling to Melissa in the car where he goes, your father brought me to you. I'm your father now. He goes, I'm your father and I'm your husband. And I'm your best friend. I was like, whoa. That's and Melissa much. just goes, you just see her kind of go, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I don't want Who you wants to, be to hear that. Free. I don't want to fuck a guy and marry a guy that's also considers himself to be my father now. He goes, I'm your father now. And he says it in like a weird, like, he gets off. I think he's turned on by like that shit. Mm hmm. Yeah, he has a lot of fetishes. Not to not to fet shame, but like, oh no, like, Joe, but come on, get it together. That was but. Like, but that felt more like a weird power oh, thing than like a fetish thing. Yeah, like it felt like him being like, I'm, you know, you are to submit to me, kind of thing. I didn't like that. You submit to me. You will cook for me, and you tell me everything. That's just not. That's not a normal. That's not a normal thing to say. No, it's not like a tenable relationship style either. As a woman, if you, if if your significant other, who was a male, identified as a male, said, "I'm your father," what would you say? Yes, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not talking. That's that. No, I would be like, no, you're that's not. not. Why do you think? I that? like that. I like daddies. That's not in. That's not daddy stuff. That's like someone literally being. He's literally saying, "I'm your father." No, I'd be like, "No, you're not." <laughs> you no. I'd be like, "Lol." That's what you think. <laughs> and then I would just see. I would clock that as weird. And then if it came up again, it would be clocked as like a problem that we would have to speak about, and we might need to break up. <laughs> Lol. That's what you think. Lol. And then just like ignore it and then hope that like I would just not even give it the weight of it coming up again because I was like that was a psychotic thing to say. But then if it did come up again, we'd have a problem. We'd have a problem. You'd say like, you'd be like, hey, I'm going to put a bookmark in this and keep note of it for later. And we're not going to discuss it furthermore. And unless you say it again. Mm -hmm. I'd classify it as like top secret Pentagon information. (laughs) And then only know to reopen that file should those words come out of his or her mouth again. <laughs> I wrote e. e. Back at the Catskills, they start <laughs> they're <laughs> frying a pig. They're roasting a fucking pig. Wait, they also had like a chef come to roast and like chop up this pig. And, like, they're shooting guns. I was, like, wondering if production was freaked out by all the guns. That night. If I was, like, a chef just coming into, like, a Catskills tin house, and then I was having to prep this pig while all these, like, Jersey dudes were blasting off rifles well, behind me, I would be a little bit concerned. That's why they have mafia chefs. Oh, yeah. He's probably, like, a, a 
a union chef. He's a chef for the maid guys. Yeah. It's Joe like goes, a, the pig looks amazing and I'd sink my teeth into it. Honestly, I would literally face and head is so yummy. I would literally just like bite into the side of it. Like while Jacqueline screamed. I okay, don't wait. Care. I have an idea. <laughs> I have an idea. But, There's a restaurant in Culver city that serves like a full pig head that you can order. And it serves like up to four people. And we need to go there once core is over and celebrate by eating a pig head. That's, are you, it feels are you in or are it, you out? I'm in. It feels pagan. It feels solstice summer solstice. I'm into yeah. it. I'm Meets fully ready. It's just the yummiest thing. Okay, I'm going to do some research. I hope it's still around because I Let's, need pig head. I'm, I, I feel like that will help me see the future or something. I'm totally into it. Okay, cool. It's but yeah, really they're, they're getting everything ready. They're getting ready. Joe goes, I think you guys would have had a better time shooting the watermelons with us. Joe is, is literally in his element up north. He's, he's, him and Teresa are so happy here. They should just live there. They really should. Um, I have a question. Is there a, a lamb involved or is it just a pig? I think it was just a pig. Because at one point, Chris takes the lamb's like charred skull and shoves it in Caroline's face. I'm pretty sure that was the pig The pig skull. head. It was the pig skull with no meat attached to it. That, that was horrifying. <laughs> when he pulled Caroline it out went, and it's like, its neck tendon like stretched out and snapped, I literally was like, ooh. I turned white. Chris shoved the charred like cooked skull and shoved it in his sister's face and i wrote heartwarming i love I it actually, i was actually like very charmed by that i also need a show that's just joe judice's dad yeah oh oh the little the little <laughs> pig he's like oh, we're gonna the bed. The pig. gia comes bursting in she goes oh i came all the way up i took the bus <laughs> the Poughkeepsie, and I and I took a ca- a taxi here. She said, and then the rest was on foot. It took me days. It took me days. It took on me the road. days. But I but I'm here for the tomatoes and the pig rolls. And they're like, Gia, what are you doing here? And she's like, Oh, Mama, you gotta you gotta put a cross and an Irish ho- an, <laughs> an Italian horn over the door when you cook a pig. Gia is there to spread. She has you have to rub tomato sauce on the door and like on the stairs leading up to the front door anytime you roast a pig yeah otherwise protect yourself otherwise satan could satan (laughs) comes a dancing on your doorstep the devil is dancing tonight the pig demon comes mama you didn't take the tomatoes to protect yourself from the pig demon and then and then joe's joe's dad hops and he goes hey gee i put the tomato sauce on the door already this is an adult trip you think i don't put the tomato sauce i don't want a pig demon to come no pig demon for you, mama. No, no, no. I come and spread the tomato, <laughs> then I go home. It'll take me another day to get home, but I will get home to tuck the baby in. I will run as fast no, as I can. I will skip and run. I will run. I will run, emboldened and empowered by the, the fact that you are safe from the pig demon. The pig demon won't to come. It's 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 prowling in the woods now by the field down the stairs. You can see it now, peeking through the trees. You see it, little hoof. You see its hoof? Tap, tap, tap. It's hoof. You'll hear it on the roof, the tin roof, Mama. Oh, we have to cover the whole place in pasta and, and sauce. Give me the sauce. Give me the red sauce. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it now. 
No, Papa, you get over there. No, no, no. Stay over there, Mama. I rub the sauce now. Stay back. Stay back. Their whole house is covered in sauce. But the yeah. pig demon does dance on the roof every night. Yeah. That's like that the thing. Roof. That's that's, a, that's what Jacqueline and Chris have to tell. They pull Caroline aside and they're like, hey, so we only found out about it last night, too. But apparently every single night a pig demon visits at <laughs> 3 a.m. and tap dances on the tin roof with its hooves. They got it the it tap dances old- on and then Dolores cuts it. She goes, the tin roof. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, it only lasts like an hour and then it goes away. So I'm just letting you know, don't be afraid if you hear tap, 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 tap. And Caroline goes, oh, I knew it was a bad idea to come here. I'm going to the Hampton Inn. <laughs> I'll stay there for Christ's sake. For crying out loud. A pig for on crying the out loud. roof. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> for crying out loud. A pig demon on a tin roof. You gotta be kidding me here. Now I've heard it all. For crying out loud. Teresa, who? You weren't gonna tell us about the pig demon? <laughs> Oh my god, I my knew it was god. a bad idea to come. I'm going home. I'm going home. <laughs> my just god. As, just as Caroline is like losing her shit over the pig, Tree goes, Caroline, here's lasagna! And sets down the biggest platter of lasagna I've ever seen in my life. It, it looks amazing. It looks so good. It's as big as my desk. It was there, literally there... a sheet of lasagna. How drunk is everyone? Everyone's blackout. This is the best part of the trip, and the only reason why I can like forgive the tin house is because the food. There's constantly, no matter what time of day it is, there's food on the table, and I love that kind of vacation where it's just like a constant stream of food, 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 food. At one point, Jacqueline and Joe demonstrate their ability to do splits, and I started crying. I truly have never seen anything like it. Joe doing the splits Jacqueline like just a sideways. Slinks. Of course, and I just wrote, of course, Jacqueline can do the splits. Like she has yeah. full like Kyle Richards splits energy, but Joe mm-hmm. does the splits sideways. Like he does like just full blown. Jean Claude Van Damme split. Jean Claude Van Damme split. Pretty good. Forty years old. He's like, I haven't done it in twenty years. Wait, also that picture of him just like doing the splits like in a cattle cage or something. I was like, where are you? Like, this is really hot. His legs. But then his little compact body just like splitting further and further apart. I was like, wow. I want to see him in action. Yeah, I need like more splits energy. I feel like he could probably even get more splits energy because now he's like so lithe. Yeah. People were, they were all shocked. I was shocked. And then they all want to take the quads out. And Caroline, and Caroline drives. They're like, come on, Caroline, come with us, mom. And she goes, no, no, no. I'm like, oh. We've been drinking all night. If not, say no, it's crazy. Call me crazy. And then everyone just goes wasted driving around quad. I was like a little bit. I was like, hmm. That seems like a full decapitation possibility has like raised up a lot. If you're like drunk driving quads around. She goes, no, no, no. 
<laughs> yeah, that was really unsafe what they did. It was at unsafe. one point Jacqueline. <laughs> at one point Jacqueline twists herself around Chris and sits on his lap facing him as he drives into the night. That was Jacqueline hot. Goes, to me. That was hot. <laughs> She goes, you know, I want you to drive slow. And then at one point, she's off the quad running after Chris. And she goes, I'm going to go shopping on your credit card as soon as we get home. I was like, yes. There's, they love each other so much. They really do love each other. And they have good like credit card energy. And they're hot for each other. Mm-hmm. That quad, I was like, I would do that with my yeah. SO on the quad. Teresa and Joe are just too, like, it doesn't feel authentic. I think they're just like giddy, like this is escapism for them and they get to like forget about their problems. But also like Joe does seem happier than we've ever seen him in the history of the show. But it's also like short lived. Yeah, he's light in the Catskills. But then there is still a darkness that attaches to him. It's the pig demon. It's the pig demon. And Teresa's eyes never really focus. Like she's never really, it's like she's never really clued in a hundred percent of the time on what's going on. No, she has a really hard time. I think she has like ADD. Yeah. So yeah, Teresa's never, she's like just always flittering around. She, yeah. It's just like, even when she's like, I mean, I know that she's so much in her mind to not go to a place of Momo, but she's also like so that takes up a lot of her mental energy but then there are times where it's just like she's not present in the moment and you can see it in her eyes well she's so not present she's always thinking about like jail (laughs) literally like debt collectors coming to like break her husband's knees but also at one point in the night joe woke joe woke he woke up (laughs) joe woke Joe woke up He woke up and Teresa wasn't there and he went out into the woods and it was like freezing pitch black. And he he just saw Teresa sitting in like kind of like not fully sitting with her ass on the ground, but like kneeled all the way down. And he went, Trey, what are you doing? And she turned around in the light and she went, hey. When she's in the Catskills, she takes like to this woods at night to get her Momo energy out. Yeah. She like releases then, a lot of it. And she just like raved at the moon and he just like let her. Yeah. I love that's like a scene in a movie where it would never really get explained. Yeah. But it, it would just be like, hey, and then it would cut like to a, like the next morning. Just like a horrible image. Yeah. Also, uh, the Fred Astaire we, uh, franchise studios. I'm obsessed. I'm pretty sure there was one of those in Oklahoma City or like Edmond. Like that was like a so ballroom. Cute. It's a ballroom dancing studio. And this brought me truly back to my ballroom dancing days. I love that you were a ballroom dancer. I've literally done this type of showcase twice. Amazing. Yeah. But Did I you have feel like to a star? Say, I felt like a total star. One of the time, the first time was a true star turn. I did a Roomba to girl. You'll be a woman soon. And it was like Uh, a transformative moment. But then the second time I did a cha-cha. Yeah. With my dance instructor, Jeremy. And the second time we did a cha-cha to that song, a connection is made. Ding. Do you know that song? Yeah. Yeah, it's a hot song. 
You'll but be then, a woman someday. Soon. But that song, there was some sort of issue with the, the song, like, skipped during my second performance. And then I didn't love it as much as the first. But I nailed the first one. Was Jeremy happy? Jeremy was happy. I was happy. It's There's no better feeling than, like, practicing and practicing for the dance and, like, being so nervous and feeling like you got it, but also just having the nerves and then just like sticking nailing it. it. Yeah. Just nailing oh, the yeah. out of it. It's so Antonia's sorry. Antonia's so cute. Antonia's so cute, but I just have to say when I was watching this, I was like, her dance is not like a real ballroom dance. No, it's, it's terrible. And I felt like Danielle. I was like, she's not a real, she's not a ballroom dancer. She's four foot tall. She's four foot tall. It's not a ballroom dancer. And like the <laughs> knockoff, I was truly sipping Danielle Staub haterade when it came to Antonia's dance. The hopping around, like none of that, that was not like, I was like, oh, I wonder what dance she'll do. Like I thought she was going to come out with like a little boy her age and do a dance with him because there are sometimes kids that like take ballroom dancing classes and like learn dances together. And instead she came up with no, a fully like sh- grown man who then like let, hopped around to like a knockoff nutcracker song, which I think they just dubbed in and like, yeah. and then twi- like lifted her leg up to do a split. <laughs> and at one point you could kind of like see her underwear. It just felt weird. And then I was like, it this did. is like, there's, because I know ballroom dancing like well enough to be like, oh, they're doing like a foxtrot or they're doing like <laughs> the cha-cha or like a, like a waltz. And it was none of those things. It was just like a made up jig. I know. The music was like. Like pitched it up. Kathy so and Rich bizarre. are there and their kids and their their faces. At one point, this like middle aged woman and these two clearly gay like dancers <laughs> are flanked by her, and she like is doing this sort of like kind of like Gracian goddess moment where where they're like, <laughs> and it's so like it was so sweet. But you know, this is like the biggest moment of her life. She was the happiest person ever, and there's also so oh, yeah. many like the way that it's set up too at these events a lot of the time like it's like you there's free dancing where everyone kind of like partners up and like men are supposed to ask women to dance and you kind of switch partners for a while and then you all sit down and like watch a performance or whatever like eat dinner and like but there's always there are always ladies like single women taking lessons because like the instructors are usually really hot and like younger yeah but I was just like loving her journey to be loving her journey. And picked up by two, not one, but two sexy gays and yeah. like carried around the stage. They took her out that night to some like New Jersey gay bar and got her like sloshed. Mm-hmm. But all everyone's looking at them like horrified. I was like, give her a break. Give her a fucking break. Like Richie's like, this is crazy shit. Let her live. Joey, Joey Wakili and Victoria are like, the Staring, cut to like, them a, yeah they're literally like i was like okay i used to go, my sister was a big dancer and i used to go to all her recitals and there were dance competition dance there, were dance there was one competition. <laughs> there were dance, dance competitions. competitions there was one where these 
these two, I remember it was like, it was partially like a sexual awakening for me, but it was these two hot, like seniors in high school guys who did a shirtless interpretive dance to a song from the fifth element, which you will see. <gasps> wow. A, a space opera song. And it was like, <gasps> it was like this, it's Plava Laguna. You'll see. But it was like kind of sexual and they were doing like acrobatic shit. And wow. I remember all the parents like looking at each other like, like, like you know, <laughs> gay. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> that's a literal full circle moment for you. That's a formative like moment in your history. Yeah. What a history. But yeah, they're all, and then Antonia comes out and does her like shitty little dance. She does like a hop, like literally you practice that. Like, I don't understand. It was like, okay, hop around and then I'll spin you. It was really bizarre. It was not, I wish any, you'd cut she's to, not a dancer. You'd cut to us in the corner, like smoking a cig in the doorway. And we're just like, she sucks. <laughs> not a dancer. Um, also, at one point, Kathy tries to greet her aunt. Teresa's mom and she goes hello Tito and her mom goes hi hi I was like oh you're a cold woman she's cold she goes how are you and she goes fine like not even engaging and then you should be ashamed of yourself (laughs) Kathy looks beautiful she's truly stunning she's stunning her hair is like perfectly wind it looks like she literally was just blown in like a wind tunnel but not in a yules yerby way in like a truly like a perfectly quaffed windblown hair way kathy seems like she's she's like so pretty and like so does her own thing that she's probably had like a hard time like fitting in with people yeah probably i get that vibe from her Joey Gorga is wasted, but he's never he's, been happier. <laughs> I, I wrote Gorga is such a mama's boy. The mama's boy, but his mom just k- keeps kind of giving him shit. She's like, you better eat the food. I heard her. I felt like a real, like I was really becoming truly fluent in Italian when she, she goes like, manja. And I was like, she's telling him to eat. Yeah. Yeah. You better eat your food. And he goes, Mom, Ma, leave me alone. And then, he, and then he tosses her over, like, dancing her. And she <laughs> she nearly hits the floor. And everyone goes, oh, my God. Don't, you don't throw her on the ground. <laughs> and then at one point, he's, like, hugging her. And he goes, I've never been happier in my life. It's like he's rolling. He, he, him and Melissa took E. <laughs> they took E. He was like, that's how he was so horned up before they left. Oh, my God. Maybe they do pop E. They just, like, casually take E on a family night out to see Antonio's yeah. dance. I would love. Then we that cut back. Them. We cut back to the Catskills, and they go to the B and B Tavern, which is like a famous bar in Catskills. I think. Really, the B and B Lounge. B and B Lounge. I don't know if it's famous. I just made that up completely. <laughs> I love their like ragtag crew. I know it's such a random over group. The B and B Lounge. And they get. They proceed to get shit faced. They party. They take limoncello shots. Joe goes, they get in, and Judice is like, never been happier in his life. He goes, what do you want? And then they just line up shots and all start just like throwing back shots. They hang out with the townies. There's one guy who is like kind of <laughs> hot, who has like three earrings. It's and a real like... townie vibe. <laughs> and then at one point, they're like, 
Teresa's Teresa's Teresa and Joe are like on cloud nine. Teresa goes, it was like Fifth Avenue and raided the Catskills. And raided is also not a word. <laughs> um, Teresa, Teresa at one point is like getting down with her father-in-law. Like she's gyrating her booty down to the floor. Like she's having the time of her life. They're dirty dancing. And her hat. And then, she, you one don't point, put on that hat and not like party like it's 1999. She's wearing like a J-Lo like <laughs> newsies, newsies cap. Jenny from the block with like a Carrie Bradshaw flower on it. You know she's just like put on her like newsy going out hat and then went to yeah. hit the town and show her girls a good time. Well, Teresa, as I told you in my interview, she told me that she used to sneak, her and her friends would sneak into the city in high school and go to Limelight. I love that. She's, she's seen things. We need a movie about that. And at one point, they Caroline's like barely taking a shot. She's like, oh, I can't do it. And at one point, <laughs> Dolores is some guy's doing a magic show for Dolores. <laughs> Dolores laughs. Like, that, what is like, going on in this bar? A townie like, just, like, pops a ball in and out of his mouth. I was, like, truly confused as to what that was, but Dolores is just tickled. And then everyone tries to, like, spend time getting Dolores, like, they, they're they like, who here, here is single? And they're, like, trying to get her some dick, and every, like, townie gets up to, like, try and hit on her. And she's just laughing and laughing. Teresa takes over the mic and just completely hijacks the whole bar. And makes everyone, like, subjects everyone to this, like, charade. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa goes, it was Slim Pickens at the B&B Lounge. I'm totally into looks, and there was no looking in there. There's no looking in there. I loved it. I just love the the shot of the guy. Like, it's like this random where he's taking a ball out of his mouth. Like, <laughs> that was truly peak. Like, that was when everyone was, some, was peaking. That was, like, carnival. That's like what happens at raves. I feel like someone's done that to me like at a rave when I was on Ketamine. Like, I was like, oh my <laughs> God. Cool. <laughs> and then we cut to the next morning. It's like a rainy Sunday morning. Tree goes, let's go to church. They take them up the, the road to this like little chapel. Truly Paymon levels. <laughs> They've They've built, they've erected in a chapel to St. Michael, who's like the big Italian saint, angel, patron, whatever. And they have like a statue of St. Michael with wads of money, like a string of money hanging off it. Like it's truly coins. It was coins. coins. And also when I knew Tree was channeling Paymon himself was when it did a (laughs) wide shot of them all like trudging up the street to the church and she's wearing those fur boots in the rain and like the tendrils of the boot like shag that's hanging off the boots are like totally soaked i was like why on earth would you wear these like trudging in the rain like all is not she's wearing like a little fur cap it looks like they're in like did you see that it looks like a russian oligarch's like little chapel like on his hunting grounds or something it was like but also it was still like a tin house vibe with like I know. walls with like fake exposed brick. It was like a cheap Disneyland. It's like Epcot was, knockoff of like a St. Michael's church. I was truly scared. I was really freaked out. I was like, what is this place? And then I was thinking about like how much of Catholic is based in like idolatry. 
Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's but wild. Yeah, he lit- this, the statue of St. Michael, the archangel, has a literal staff and he's hold- and had a string attached to it with dollar bills lining it. Like a, like a ribbon. I'm like, a lot of good that's done this family. <laughs> I know. But they like mean it. They're like, we must sacrifice a goat. And St. Michael. Like, a moment of silence, please. And like, then Caroline and Jacqueline had a laughing fit that made me laugh. Yeah. I was, I've been there. They were, they're starting to just see the veneer of the Judices just completely burst open and expose them for the chaotic who are these people chaotic they're not they're just pure chaos they are messy caroline goes just a minute ago you're shooting guns now you're at a church telling us to pray i mean you can't write this (laughs) it doesn't take much to get a lol from caroline is what we're learning jack Jacqueline literally has to leave the chapel because she's laughing so hard, which I, I totally relate to. I fully relate. And I also like love like Jacqueline seems like she'd be really fun to hang out with because she's going to like she's the kind of person that would like look at something and then look at you and you would just know exactly what she's thinking. Because I'll bet that she's like kind of like prissy about like decor and stuff like she definitely loves a high life so i'm sure that she has moments where she just like makes shady eye contact with you about like a statue and you just know that jacqueline hates it ew imagine how musty that chapel smells no you can smell it and it's like has weird like french doors i'm like what kind of chapel has like a french door on it Teresa goes i love the drama of her (laughs) of herself this is so bizarre. Also, it's like, I wonder, I wonder if there's some like more nefarious, like underground reason for why you'd build a chapel on your property. Like, are they building it over like a mass grave? Do you get there's some like sort a, of like tax rebate? There's a safe room underneath. Yeah. Something is like, something ain't rat. They have a safe room actually leads to an escape tunnel to Italy. <laughs> a literal tunnel from New, Jersey. from New Jersey to Italy. The old Yeah, country. to Santa Pucciano. <laughs> yeah. This is a tunnel right to Italy. You go you in a little in cot here. and you scoot on in. You get right to the old country. Yeah. It's pretty you incredible. You blink and you're there. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing, huh? It's pretty amazing. <sighs> and that's well, it. That's it. What a well, trip. What a trip. That was a great palate cleanser from the boring last week episode. Follow Carrie on Instagram at keycario. Icaro. Follow Laura at Lars Marie. And, and just stay safe, stay healthy, keep keep flattening the curve. Just protect yourself at all costs. Buy a gun. Love you. Love you. Buy a gun. Buy a crossbow. Buy a a crossbow. Stay safe. Buy a bow and arrow. (laughs) Stay safe. Bye. Bye.